It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network. Let's do this on a Thursday, November the 4th, and a Friday, November the 5th on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Thanks for listening and joining us today. A bye week as the Lions will not play this weekend and uh, sort of rest and get ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up next Sunday in Pittsburgh. Steelers will have a Monday night game against the Bears at home this coming Monday, so they'll be on a short work week. That's crazy how the schedule works, but maybe advantage to the Lions a little bit, but to the club at 0-8. We're going to talk about this year's edition with the host of the Believe in Lions podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, our good buddy Jerry Ball. Yes, old number 93. Dude's the best. The pride of Beaumont, Texas. Jerry Ball, three-time pro uh, pro bowler for the Lions, is going to join us to talk about this year's team and much more uh, coming up momentarily on the program. This episode of Locked On Lions brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Follow me on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions. And also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And we thank you for being, uh, we thank you for making us if I could speak today, your first listen each and every day here on Lockdown Lines. I ate some, listen to this, I had some candy corn today. I know that people are going to say, that stuff sucks. I It was it was half off at, at Rite Aid, I, I'm, so I'm a little bit wired today. Um, yes, I had my Built Bar, but I also had some candy corn today, so there you go. Uh, Jerry Ball is coming on, and it makes me think uh, about two things. Number one... Um, I recorded Jerry right before this, so I can tell you um, Jerry was not at the Chris Spielman event the other day and never got a phone call. I'm not going to turn this into a giant S storm and rip people because that's not in, I'm not in the mood for that. And Mo Pearson, who is the new alumni director, everybody loves. So maybe they couldn't get all the guys back. Maybe it was a handful of people back. But you'll hear Jerry, uh, he wasn't there this past week, and he really would have wanted to be there. I'm not going to turn this into a giant ordeal. That's number one. Number two, um, Jerry Ball's first two years, he won eight football games. The Lions went 4-11 and in 87 and 4-12 and in 88. They then turned it around, of course, from 88 to 91 under Wayne Fonts when Wayne took over for Dale Rogers, and then Wayne kept the job, and Barry Sanders gets drafted, and all this stuff. They went from a four-win football team in 1988 to a 12-win team in 91. That, of course, is the last time the Lions won a playoff game. So it just made me think, like, man, that was a three-year turnaround for the Lions. You know, 88, hit rock bottom, 
firings of coaches, interim coaches in, and Wayne gets the job. It's like, all right, we're going to start again. Now, it wasn't a full teardown, but the team did it. Team did add guys like Barry Sanders, et cetera, Herman Moore, um, Brett Perriman, et cetera, throughout that time. And they went from a team that, again, four wins, the next year seven wins in year in year uh, one after the bad year. Year two, six wins. Year three, 12 wins. In terms of the Fonts, full era. Dan Campbell is going to get a pass for this year because he inherited something much worse, much worse than what the Lions were in the late 80s. Those weren't great teams of the 80s, all right? And, and, and you know, Monty Clark had the great year in 83 and everything else. But other than that, um, 82, 83 were decent. But other than that, um, you know, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88 were all losing seasons. Wayne got them to uh, a winner in 1991, the magical year of 1991. But how long is this going to take for this team? You know, I'm be interested in asking Jerry Ball that question and what he sees in terms of the talent level here. Apparently, Michael Lombardi said today on a podcast somewhere that uh, on Pat McAfee's show, maybe, that the Lions are the worst team he's ever seen. Well, if they're the worst team you've ever seen, they, they, they could go 0-17. I still think this team is better than the 0-8 team that, lo- that lost every game. Uh, that team was so bad, but this team's bad. <laughs> we'll talk about it with Jerry Ball um, coming up next. McDonald's, baby, proudly serving communities since 1965. It's a place where classmates can meet up for study groups, knowing they have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, McDonald's is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, and the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. All right, How many times over the years uh, did I go to watch my stepson play travel baseball? And on the way back, it's like, what do you want? You're starving. You played a doubleheader. Always wanted McDonald's. Always. And it was always there for us, no matter if the, the games were in Waterford or the games were in Monroe. All right? That's how great McDonald's is. So head to your McDonald's, your local McDonald's, to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Lions watch party? McDonald's. I'm loving it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And hey, Matt Derry, also, uh, you know what I love is the app Get Upside. Have you seen this yet? If you're buying gas, download this app, Get Upside. And my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. 
Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars per month in cash back, and there's no catch. Cash back gets added right to your account. It's awesome. Download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code Touchdown. Use the promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, as promised, let's bring him in right now from the Believe Podcast Network, the host of Believe in Lions podcast, former Lion Pro Bowler, three-time Pro Bowler, by the way, and uh, all-around great guy. Everybody loves this man. Back on the air here in Detroit, it's the great Jerry Ball. What's up, sir? Hey, living and learning, living and learning. How are you, man? How are things going up there? Well, we're 0-8 up here. <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm riding with you as well. You know, I, I've even decided to let my beard grow until we get a win. Are you serious? You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do whatever I can, you know, like the rally hat, oh. anything. <laughs> well, uh, Jerry, first and foremost, uh, you were not here last weekend for the Chris Spielman going into the Pride of the Lions. What's up with that? Oh, man, I, I really don't have a good answer for it. You know, I, I can tell you from uh, a person that has an emotional tie to the Lions, but more specifically, you know, what Chris and I did during the time we played together, you know, we were youngsters and came in the game. I was drafted a year ahead of Chris, and Chris came after and the things that we were able to do with that limited time with Chris, myself, and Benny Blaze probably having one of the strongest core defenses in the game. And uh, Chris being on it like that, you know, and, and me specifically, I would say, it, 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 you know, I, I would have to say, I'm not going to say my feelings are hurt, but I'm very disappointed because of the simple fact that I know how well I do my job affects how well he was able to do his job. And I would have just loved to been there just to, you know, celebrate with it. Yeah. So, so wait, so I don't even, I know that they brought back a lot of the pride of the lions legends and, and the retirees, uh, Barry Sanders, Herman Moore guys that have had their numbers retired. Obviously yours, yours hasn't been, or your name isn't in the pride of the lions, but no phone call, huh? Well, no, no. And, um, I, you know, I know last year, you know, the years before, I was always invited or had participated in some of the uh, alumni week. Uh, but, you know, there's a different guy there now, uh, a person. I know last year the guy, Brandon Scott. Uh, yeah, he, he was, was let go. That, yep. Yeah. That kind of coordinated everything and always had me invited. But, you know, hey. Such is life, but, you know, I just, I wanted to be a part. I can tell you that. I, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, no, I I, I totally hear you. Uh, Chris goes in, and obviously, like you mentioned, you got to be strong up the middle. You were obviously at the nose, Spielman, middle middle linebacker, and then Benny on the back end. <laughs> the Boy, the Lions could use the three of you in your prime right now, you know? Hey, well... Look, you know, we're we're struggling right now as a squad. You know, I, I we have to give Coach Campbell a little leniency. You know, one, he inherited a team, you know, so he didn't actually build the personnel that he would have had had he started from scratch. And he has a scheme that has to be taught to guys that, you know, hadn't played in that scheme. You know, they've only had a training camp, a little off season to try to get acquainted. Some of the guys that was penciled in, you know, even from an offensive standpoint that worked with Jared from the beginning ended up getting hurt. And now you have 
the other guys, which are good guys. St. Brown, I think, is a good receiver. Hard, hard is a good receiver. But they wasn't the guys penciled in as the marquee, you know, key guys. And then, of course, you know, secondary getting hurt, line getting hurt. So, you know, they, there are some things that create a plausible excuse. But every player is a pro. So they have to put up a better performance than what they did last week. And that probably was out of all the 0-8, that was probably the most disappointing loss out of all of them. But, again, not being long-winded, but, you know, they got some potential. They just got to find their way. Jerry Ball with me, the former Lion great, host of the Believe in Lions podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And uh, number 93, of course, everybody knows us so well. You mentioned before about you know, you just said it. I mean, it wasn't a mail-in, Jerry. You can't mail in football games, but the effort wasn't there. You're going to have a clunker or two in a season. That's that's a major one, though. Yeah. And, and, and we all saw it. There's the, and, and at least Dan Campbell didn't sugarcoat it. He said the same thing, you know? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things, you know, from a, a player's perspective, looking at a game, you know, sometimes you can you can lose a game and then you can lose a game ugly. They lost that game ugly because the effort wasn't there and the guys were standing around and you could literally just look at the general screen and not focus on any line player and just look at how fast the opposite colors moving from the blue. And you can literally see it. Yeah, It's a way that you learn to train your eyes to kind of see movement in space. And you'll see the line players, they were standing up. They wasn't really hitting the ground and things like that. They were reaching. You know, all of those things are like signs where guys are really not, you know, putting effort. You know, and I'm not going to say they didn't put effort. I'm talking about maximum effort, whereas, you know, you, you done took some punches, but you're still in the fight and you're making your effort. You know, they didn't show no rocky moment. Let me say it like that. These young guys on the D-line, you know, Brad Holmes made it a point to draft them high. Levi Onzerike, Aleem McNeil, and these are, I mean, they are young, real young, and they're having to play. How, how much of a pass do you give these guys? Because, again, they're not surrounded by all that much, and they're on a zero-win football well, team. Well, you know, honestly, you know, I was a rookie. I started all 16 my rookie year, you know, and I can tell you, you know, you got a culture shock. I remember, I'll give you one little sidebar story. I remember we playing Chicago. This had to be the first or second game of the season. And I'm just standing in the middle of the field and I'm watching Walter Payton come on the field. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Ben Gay, who's like a 12, 13 year old veteran, he see I'm starstruck. He walks over and slaps me in my helmet and say, and your ass have to tackle him too. Nineteen eighty seven, man. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyway, but you take the guys that are rookies like McNeil and stuff, you know, he, he plays well. That kid there is gonna be a great player. And the more experience that they get early, it just makes them that much better. It just prepares them sooner. You know, and then when you're eight and when you O and eight and you're kind of dealing with that it's good that they're getting the experience and they're taking a lump so they know what it feel like and they know they don't want to ever be there again you you were on a four-win team i mean and then it turned around a few years later obviously in 91 but yeah. what do you what do you remember about winning only winning four games and oh, how, man. how you had to do that Usable. i mean the one thing about it you know and and i have to be honest with you and and and, and i love all my teammates and i don't say this as any slant 
of any man, but I will be truthful. It's not that I don't think we were a good team. I don't think that we had the players that, you know, blended well in a way that we could fight well together. Mm. Because because it, it was it was just separate. It was just it was just disjointed during that whole period of time. You know, guys. You know, some guys want to practice hard. Some guys want to you know not practice hard. It was uh, some guys you know want to hit and pads. Some guys don't. You know, it was those type of battles. And, and you know, when you can't decide how you gonna row the ship, just imagine if everybody got their oar and everybody's stroking at the same time. You know what you look like in water. And that's how we looked at a four and twelve, three and thirteen type teams. You know, and that's what's happening. You disintegrate and you lose trust within each other. And then eventually, we had to get some of the guys that had been there for a while. They they were guys that had become. I guess you would say um, used to going at it in a way where it didn't matter whether or not they won or lost, they were going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. When I came in, me, Benny Blaze, Chris, Lomas Brown, Kevin Glover, you know, guys like that, George Jamison and shit, you know, we like, hey, man, look, We'd rather you sit on the sideline than come up here and take space. We'd rather take the worst guy on the team if he gonna fight with us hmm. than you being the best athlete, but you think you're a prima donna, so now you don't want to get ready to play. You know? Yeah. And we had to get rid of that. You know, honestly. And that was that was that. That was prevalent during those days. Well, and it changed. Do you see that with this team or do you think Dan Campbell, there's no way that that would happen with this team? I, I don't see it I mean, I don't see a ton of talent. I think that's the biggest problem with this team. What do you see? Well, again, you know, I don't. I, listen, at the, uh, I apologize for giving you the. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I love this. But look, you no, know, this is really what it is. It comes down to this, man. At this level, every guy that's in that uniform has proven that they can play football. It's about whether or not Dan Campbell can introduce his culture and the players buy into it soon enough and implement a scheme and a system that's based on their personnel strength, that's a process. So it's not so much that he doesn't have the components as much as it is. It is a process in getting it assembled. And being that they came from, you know, a ball-controlled offense that how Patricia wanted to run it, similar to how New England does clock management, to now a ram spread the ball type offense where, you know, we got a whole different fundamental of how we attack a defense. So that means that you got differences in personnel, you know, and that could be the differences between carrying three tight ends on the roster and carrying seven receivers. You know, yeah, whereas yeah. you're going to carry more receivers because you more offense is geared toward it. You're not going to use the tight end. So, so in that, it's just a lot of different things that got to come together to put together a good football team. And it doesn't matter what team you are. You can be the very Kansas City Chiefs, who we know is a good football team, but they got you got to come back and reestablish it every year. 
Jerry Ball uh, with me. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Jerry Ball with me. I want to ask him what he does like that he's seen so far. We'll do that coming up next. We're back and better than ever with our friends at betonline.ag, a new web interface for the start of basketball season. More prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. That's why BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Thursday night football tonight, Colts and Jets. Want to bet on the game? Do so at betonline.ag. Go to the website today, sign up, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Matt Derry with Jerry Ball, the former Lions legend, host of the Believe in Lions podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. All right, Jerry, we mentioned before this team is 0-8. Everybody knows it. They're, uh, it's not been good. But what do you like when you're watching this team? And I know it's been difficult at times, but other times, you know, they should have beaten the Ravens. They were right there with Minnesota. But what are some positives you take out of this year so far? I really love Swift. I think Swift as a running back, you know, in that offense actually is the catalyst. And when he's in the game, it, it operates different because he's not only a good running back, but in routes, he can run routes well, but it's after he catches the ball, he's always making the defender miss. And because of that shiftiness and how he plays out in space and stuff, it's a weapon that I feel like if they got enough time and can really – you know, design some stuff around him. That's a guy that can become their, you know, marquee go-to guy, which it is, it appears now, but he's, he shares time with Williams. I think Williams is a good back, but I would make Swift my actual marquee guy. I do like, you know, Sewell as, you know, a rookie stepping in and his age and playing, you know, this grown man sport at 20 years old, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, definitely impressed with that i think that you know the sooner that the lines can kind of get where they how they want to move forward if he's going to stay at left tackle and what they're going to do with the other linemen you know once they get back healthy i think it's going to make it better for them for him and then i like you know the of course the rookie nose guard mcneil they they compare him to me and stuff you know i don't know how <laughs> how, how how, how nice he is on his feet if he can dance or if he, you know, is a fragrant guy. But, you know, I was pretty good myself. <laughs> where, are you, where are you on Jared Goff? Oh, man. Well, you know, with Jared, again, I, 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 I've made this comment before, you know, when you, you go back to camp and you look at the guys he started camp with that he got the timing with and then they get hurt and now he's having to work with the second and third guy. Now, so that's a change. So I believe that those guys need to spend extra time and get themselves together. Now, I do believe that because of the offensive line being hurt, he hasn't really gotten comfortable in his sets. A lot of times when he's releasing the ball, his feet are never set. Sometimes even shadows of a rush makes him bail on him staying in the pocket long enough so that he can get through his read. He doesn't get through to the second and third read very often. So that's one thing that I know defenses have picked up on them. So they know that if he locked in that first second read, that you can go ahead on and, and count him in because he doesn't feel the confidence that his line is going to hold up. But as a quarterback and his results and stuff, you know, 
I don't care what team you're on, every quarterback is going to be responsible for the success and the failure. So as a quarterback right now, you would say he's not leading the team to where they want to go. But at the same time, you know, I never really viewed him, even with the Rams, as being a marquee quarterback that the, that he would win it on his arm. I would much rather Matthew Stafford, I'll be honest about that. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's funny how it, it just has gone full circle. Like the other day, the Lions were down 38 nothing, and the Rams were up 38 nothing right at the same time on Sunday. So you're like, that's just, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of, I, I hate the term, but the old SOL term comes out, same old Lions, you know. And I know this, Jerry, and I know it, and it's tough. The fan base, yourself, you're a fan. I mean, this this sucks. Definitely. I mean, if listen, if anyone thinks that we play for these teams and we don't care, we care until we lay it down. I mean, I'm a Detroit Lion at heart. I'm a Detroit Lion, you know, in every way. So anytime that they win or lose, if if I'm not standing up going raw, raw, I'm pulling for it. And depending on who they playing, you know, like down here, if they playing the Cowboys or the Texans, you better believe every family member and every friend I know going to be ringing my phone, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm a lion. Yeah. will always be aligned eternally. So we ride and die with them. So when they lose it, we lose it. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Jerry, it's so great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for a few minutes, man. Hey, I appreciate, you know, having me on and stuff. And, hey, go Lions. There he is, Jerry Ball, at JerryBall93 on Twitter. He is the host of the Believe in Lions podcast and the Believe Podcast Network. That'll do it for a Thursday, a bye week Thursday, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.